You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Southern Pride Soccer Podcast. I'm your host, Doug Robertson. You can find me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC, on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now, and I hope you'll consider subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Today's mailbag is going to be a potluck of your emailed questions to me, and I very much appreciate you taking the time to do it because you asked a lot of fantastic questions. I'm going to dive into those in just one second. Atlanta United the team I cover for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, will play NYC FC in the first round of the MLS playoffs on Sunday at 3 p.m. It's going to be broadcast by ABC. You can hear it on the radio from our good friends Mike Conti and Jason Longshore uh, at, I'm not sure where it is this weekend. Y'all need to uh, text them and ask if it's going to be on Star or if it's going to be on the normal channels. Um, And you can follow my live coverage on Twitter, and then I hope you'll consider reading the copy I provide after the game. I'll have a game story up as soon as the game is over, and then I'll come back through with some quotes and some context after we are able to ask manager Gonzalo Pineda and a couple of players some questions about the performance and the results. Should Atlanta United win, it will then have like nine days off before it plays New England. At New England, New England, of course, is the top seed and the Supporters' Shield winner. All right, let's get on to your questions, starting with Sean, friend of the podcast, who says, when we win the MLS Cup, do you think the Braves would join us on our parade? I doubt it, uh, unless they're invited. Um, They've already had their parade. Uh, I'm a little stumped because some of the players who've been longtime Atlanta residents didn't even seem to acknowledge that, that Atlanta United won the MLS Cup uh, after its championship in 2018. Um, so, no, I don't think they would join the parade. But I'm sure they would have fun if they were invited. Uh, and congrats to the Braves. I think it's really cool. Uh, my mom, as some of y'all know from following me on social media, longtime Brave supporter. Uh, she and my son, I was able to get some standing room only tickets going through uh, Ticketmaster. I got really, really lucky and found some uh, just kind of on a fluke. And they were able to go, and it was a, as she called it, a lifetime experience. So I'm very happy for them. Now on to Nick, another friend of the podcast. Uh, First, I'm going to take a coffee sip. All right, Nick says, hope I didn't miss the pod. I wanted to ask about Carlos Bocanegra's extension. Would you share some of the highs and lows of his tenure and give us your verdict on keeping him? I understand some of the criticism of his time in Atlanta, but overall, it seems he has done a good job with the club winning MLS Cup in 2018 
and making the playoffs in every non-COVID Joseph ACL year. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy your coffee. Well, you kind of answered my question for me, uh, Nick. Um, my verdict on keeping him, I think that he's earned it. Um, I said many times earlier this year, I didn't know if Atlanta United would consider, if Darren Eels would consider firing him, uh, if they didn't make the playoffs two consecutive years. But based upon their patterns of behavior with Frank DeBoer and Gabriel Heinze, I would not have been surprised. But the team rallied under Rob Valentino and Gonzalo Pineda and made the playoffs. Bocanegra was instrumental in going out and being able to get Luis Araujo to enable the team to do that. So, yes, I think he deserves a contract extension. Some of the highs from his time, uh, I think the, you know, the three biggest ones are uh, winning the Eastern Conference in 2018, winning, winning the MLS Cup in just the team's second year of existence, and then following that up with the Campionas Cup and U.S. Open Cup. And being within a, a missed penalty and wonder goal away from getting to host the MLS Cup for the second consecutive year in 2019. You know, some of the lows, I'm sure, well, I'm not sure. I would assume that Carlos has learned a little bit more about MLS salary cap and trades and negotiations and handling players. And so some of the players who are no longer here uh, might still be here uh, now with a little more experience and a little more hindsight. I think those are some of the things that he's probably learned. But if you look at this club this year, going into next year, um, even if the club sells Barco, it's going to be pretty stacked. Uh, you've got Brad Guzan in goal. Let's just assume they keep George Bellow, but if they get rid of George Bellow, you've got Andrew Gutman, who had a fantastic year with Red Bulls, possibly coming in. You've got... Alan Franco with a, a year of MLS experience under his belt, and he's played well recently. You've got Anton Walks. You've got Miles Robinson, unless he sold. And if he sold, you got George Campbell coming up. you got Brooks Lennon on the other side, uh, assuming Atlanta United exercises his contract option, and they have an odd history of that. If they don't, then they could just buy Ronald Hernandez from Aberdeen. He steps in. You've got Sosa. You've got Abada. Um, you've got Huzetu. Hyman is coming back from the ACL. We'll see what his status is going to be. You'll have Araujo. You've got Moreno. You've got Joseph. Year for Tyler Wolf. Year for Jackson Conway. Year for Machop Chol. Um, they'll sign a free agent because they need they should for a leader. They need some, some leadership on the team. But it's a stacked team going into next year. And that is a, a credit to Joseph and, and his uh, staff. Or not Joseph, I'm sorry. Credit to Carlos and his staff for setting this team up uh, for a solid run uh, for years to come. And that's what they've said they want to do. They want to compete for trophies every year. It is very, very difficult in MLS, a salary cap year, a salary cap league. I'm sorry, my coffee has not kicked in yet. <laughs> um, but they are able to do it. And very few teams have done that. In the East, Atlanta United has made the playoffs for the first five years. I think the only other teams to do that are Philadelphia, Red Bull, and there's one of the team I'm forgetting. Maybe not New England. Um, there's one of the team I'm forgetting. But anyway, that's a pretty good accomplishment. Coffee sip. All right, next question. Umberto, friend of the podcast. Hello, Doug. Greetings from McDonough, Georgia. Well, howdy. Two questions. 
Will the league ever return back to a playoff mode of two game series versus one? All it takes is a red card and the series is over. Also, teams get to play at home at least one more game, even if they had a lesser record than the opponent. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, the seasons are about to get so long uh, in 2023 with the addition of the League's Cup and then in 2024 with the expanded Champions League, uh, and then 2026 with the World Cup. It just it drags out the season. So I'll be surprised if they ever go back to that. I kind of like the home-and-home home series. It adds some drama. But I'll be surprised if MLS does that. Um, really, playoffs, as you know, are an American thing. I don't understand. Even in a 34-game season, why you have a playoff. I don't understand in Major League Baseball with a 162-game season, why you have a playoff. Same for NBA. Same for NHL. It's a long season. The team with the most points should be the champion at the end of the season. But... I tend to view sports in a very different lens than a lot of uh, people who I guess I would say are sports fans as opposed to a sports reporter who can be jaded and cynical and grumpy. Um, but that's my thought on that. Now let's get to your second question, Coffee Sim. When does the contract with American insurance end? I do not know. And Atlanta United will not say. Um, I think it's a long deal, though. Maybe a shallow thing to say, but I wish we had a more charismatic sponsor in our jersey. Delta Coca-Cola come to mind as something more exciting than an insurance company. Dr. Fallis wishes you a happy day. Well, th- uh, wonderful day. Well, thank you. I don't, it, it doesn't bother me. It, I don't really care, really, about what's on the front of anybody's kit, um, unless it's something just bizarrely cool. Delta Coca-Cola. I love the products, but don't really strike me as bizarrely cool. Um... So, yeah, it doesn't really, the kit doesn't really bother me. And I wish I had answered your question about when the contract ends, but I don't. Let's go to Adam. We avoided Philadelphia in the first round of the playoffs. This is Adam, friend of the podcast. Uh, but got stuck with New England in the second round due to the defined bracket thing MLS created. Yeah, it would be nice if it was a floating bracket so that New England got to host the lowest seed that advances. Um instead of a set bracket, but there you go. Do you think a tough road match at Yankee Stadium, followed by a visit to the Supporter Shield winner, is better or worse than playing in Chester, PA? Yeah, that's a that's a tough one, because as we all know, Philadelphia has had Atlanta United's number this year, uh, but you got to think at some point the odds will swing back into Atlanta United's favor. Going and having to play at New England, it's going to be cold in Philadelphia or New England. Uh, New England is a fantastic team, but it's got a defense that I think Atlanta United can get at. The first time they played, they did not have Joseph Martinez. Uh, remember, um, they were missing one other key player, too. They lost one to nothing. It wasn't a great game, but they had a chance to tie it at the end, uh, or I think at the end, and they failed. So, frankly, I think I would rather play New England than Philadelphia, as odd as that is. Um, but New England, they're both fabulous teams. And then... Adam continues, if we advance past the Revs, okay, that's a big group. So we're having Atlanta United advance past at least two opponents on the road. Remember what their road record was this year because uh, it was not great, but I'm going to look it up because that is how much I care. Switching to tabs, going to standings. Atlanta United's road record was 4-6-7 and seven 
which improved a great deal because of its last two games, a draw against Red Bulls and a win against Cincinnati. If we advance past the Revs, who's the team from the other side of the bracket you think we'd pair up against best? Well, the only one that you would get to pair up against best, there's two. It would be Orlando or Red Bulls because you get them at home. So either one of them at home would be great. Uh, And then if you don't get those, then I guess Nashville. Um, Nashville will just draw you to death. Um, Atlanta United versus Nashville have been fun games this year. There's the 2-0 game, which Mukhtar went crazy in the last 10 minutes. Uh, with some bad defense by Atlanta United to draw it 2-2. I would love to go to Nashville again, um, but that those would be my picks. Ben, friend of the podcast, what is NYCFC's biggest strength, and how does Atlanta match up to neutralize that aspect of their game? As always, enjoy your coffee. Well, thanks, Ben. Ben's good people. Uh, what NYCFC does very, very well is create scoring chances. A lot of scoring chances. They are just a fantastic team going forward. Now, I don't know how much of that is because they get to play Yankee Stadium where one pass can lead to a shooting opportunity um, compared to like Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which is a gigantic field. NYCFC led... Um, Led MLS, I'm sorry, led MLS this season in key passes, which is also chances created, with 352. Uh, That is five more than, actually, the next best team, which was Chicago, stunningly. Um, NYCFC second in shots with 516, trailed LAFC by five. Shots on target, NYCFC led the league with 188, four more than Nashville. So Nashville was very efficient. And then here's where NYC kind of got a little squirrely. Uh, shots uh, shots on target percentage is only 36.4, so they're about ninth or 10th in the league. Um, goals inside the box, they're third in Major League Soccer with 49. I think that's a function of Yankee Stadium. Goals outside the box, way, way, way down seven. So to ask how to counteract all that, I don't know if Atlanta United is going to go with three at the back because I think three center backs are going to be on top of each other. But I think they might tweak the formation a little bit to almost like a 3-2-3-2 kind of a thing. Three center backs, the two defensive midfielders, then an attacking midfielder with the two wing backs on either side, and then probably uh, Araujo and Joseph up top. If they do that, that's a pretty tightly packed defense. That's going to be hard for NYCFC to break down. It's going to be hard for Castellanos, who needs to be mentioned, the golden boot winner, to find any space because he's always going to be outnumbered. Now, the key is you can't let NYCFC get around the flanks and you can't let them deliver crosses into the box. But if Miles Robinson is playing, I don't see how NYCFC is going to win too many headers. So, you kind of, if you're, if you're Pineda, I know he loves to say that he likes to play on the front foot, but as Gerardo Martino learned, it's defense first in the playoffs. You play for the draw. You get a win. You get out of there, and you're happy. So I think that's what you're going to see. Um, but I think it's going to be a really, really good game. Atlanta United has never been shut out at Yankee Stadium. It's scored four goals in four games, but it's given up eight. Most of those came in two games. 
um, when Atlanta United was learning how to play at NYCFC. Now, the problem for Atlanta United is most of their players um, have never played at Yankee Stadium. I totaled it up yesterday for a story that will appear on Sunday. Those who have, and this is off the top of my head, working backward. Joseph Martinez has played. Ezekiel Barco has played. Miles Robinson has played. Brad Guzan has played. Anton Walks never played there. He's been there, but he never played there. Bello, I don't think, has ever been there. Brooks Lennon played there once with Real Salt Lake. I think Pineda coached there once with Seattle. So most of the squad, Moreno, Araujo, Sosa, Abada, Huzetu, uh, Mulraney, Torres, have never, have never played at Yankee Stadium. That's a tough, tough ask. Because visually it's weird. The size of the field, it's listed as 70 by 100. Peter Vermees said a long time ago it's actually 67 by 106. Uh, there's no way it's 70 by 100. I mean, there's, it's just not. You can just look at it and tell. But that's also part of the issue is because visually it's just weird laid out across the outfield of the baseball stadium that some team in the American League plays at. All right, coffee sip. Now, JR, who I think was fired up when he wrote me this uh, email. What does MLS mean by comeback player of the year if Joseph Martinez isn't in the running? So, the MLS Comeback Player of the Year Award, and this is just going to sound really odd, it's voted on by media. I don't vote in these. My paper, it's a rule my paper has established for all of the sports writers. Uh, MLS Players and Club Management. It is presented to a player who showed impressive improvement after overcoming a serious injury or medical condition or after a slump. So basically they're equating you played like crap to a torn ACL or like Andy Nahar's injury with DC. To me, that's just silly, but I don't make the award, so whatever. He goes on. Chicharito, Javier Hernandez of the LA Galaxy, just plain stunk last year. Carlos Hill, the New England guy, was MLS, went overseas, and now is MLS again. These don't fit, seem to fit the description of comeback as I understand it. A team that has always made the playoffs lost a guy for the season. He's now referring to Atlanta United and Joseph Martinez, who suffered a torn ACL in his right knee in the second half of the first game of the 2020 season at Nashville. Missed the rest of the year. Atlanta United missed the playoffs for the first time. Martinez comes back, scores 12 goals this season, actually has a better scoring per minute clip than did the Golden Boot winner Castellanos, and the team makes the playoffs. Martinez, this is back to JR. Martinez comes back after a ton of work and led his team in goals back to the playoffs. This seems to be the exact meaning of a comeback player. Now, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I thought that he might make the finalists, but he really was never talked about or voted on um, by those who share their ballots as, as being considered for comeback player of the year, and that's okay. Um, so just, I, I thought that... Um, Andy Nahar should probably be considered. Um, he left D.C. United, went to Anderlet, went to LAFC, came back with D.C. United. Um, and and played well. Uh, so I think he should have also been considered. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm a little stunned that Martinez didn't make Comeback player of the year. I think they should redefine the 
definition. That's a really stupid phrase I just used. They should change the definition to get rid of slump. Um, it, it's just not the same as an injury or, or anything like that. Um, but that's the guidance the league provides, JR. Uh, I don't know what the voters are thinking about. Um, how on earth does Joseph not win this in a walk? I don't know if he should win in a walk, but I do think he should have been one of the three leading vote-getters which have made him a finalist, such as Miles Robinson. He was one of the leading vote-getters for Defender of the Year. He's one of the finalists, and we will see if he wins. Although I think it's going to be Walker Zimmerman, but if you put their defensive stats together, Miles Robinson is miles better than Walker Zimmerman as a defender. Uh, Walker Zimmerman's a better offensive player as a defender than Miles Robinson, and I think that's why he wins, but that's okay. Dustin, if Atlanta United doesn't receive any qualified offers or just decides to keep Miles another year, do you think George Campbell gets loaned out or another CB gets sold or traded? I would think something will need to happen to prevent hurting his long-term growth. Thanks as always. Also, go get a cup of coffee from Gallery Row. I sure do miss that place. Yep, Dustin, uh, Gallery Row is a fantastic coffee shop here in Carrollton. Uh, Roasters, uh, which moved from its location near uh, the square over kind of closer to me. It's behind where the mansion used to be, if you're familiar with that, Dustin. Fantastic place to get coffee or breakfast. If you're ever in Carrollton, I would recommend you hit that up. Um, for as you know, small or medium size as the little city Carrollton is, it's got a lot of good coffee shops. No, but uh, back to your question, instead of me waxing poetic or just waxing about coffee. Um, no, I don't think Campbell gets loaned out. Uh, I think that Pinedo will probably stick with the three center back rotation and Campbell will become the starter at center back. Um, if they get rid of Miles. If Miles comes back, I think that Campbell is going to be competing with Anton Walks and Alan Franco for that center back spot. And it's going to be a good competition. Um, I wouldn't worry too much about Campbell. He's still a young player. He got some quality minutes this year. He's going to get quality minutes next year. Um, I think he's got a really, really bright future. I've said many times, if I were a team in Europe, maybe like a, a championship side club, I would make a run at Atlanta United with Campbell, just offer and see if they get a bite. Because he's, he's really good with the ball at his feet. He just, he just needs game experience. Um, he's got the size. And Atlanta United has another guy with Atlanta United 2, a homegrown Bryce Washington, who you know is going to probably be competing for minutes too next year. So we will see what happens. There's going to be an expansion draft as well. Atlanta United could leave somebody unprotected and lose them. Um, I'm not saying that's what they're going to do. I'm just guessing as to what might happen. Uh, that's a great question. But Atlanta United has got a – the back line, I think, has got a pretty solid future with the club, as I talked about earlier in – the podcast. And then we got um, one of the first question I got is from my friend Gary, longtime friend. He's a friend of my dad's, and now he's my friend. Uh, really nice guy. I, I usually stay with him when I go down to Orlando. And congratulations to Orlando for making the playoffs for the second consecutive year. I keep saying, and y'all don't seem to want to believe me, the league is better, in my opinion, when Orlando is in the playoffs because of the passion of the supporters. Um, so Gary says, what lineup and why? I, I think it's going to be a version of like a 3-2-3-2, maybe a, the 3-4-3 in a low block. 
Uh, I think you're not going to – the only surprise might be I don't, I'll be surprised if Moreno starts. Um, passing and moving, which I think is the key to NYCFC, isn't really his strength. Um, it's really not the strength of Barco either, but Barco will at least win the fouls and stop play and give Atlanta United a chance of set pieces. Um, does lack of field width, width dictate more direct play? I think it – I think it should – uh, but I think that will also just result in a lot of turnovers and having the attack come right back down your throat. I think you're going to see a lot of switching side to side, um, maybe some diagonals. Boxing one on Castellanos. No, I think they can play them straight up and just take their chances. Uh, if there's th- if they play three center backs and two defensive midfielders, it's going to be hard for him to get the ball because the passing lanes are going to be clogged. Um, and he's always going to be surrounded by two pretty physical center backs no matter which side he's on. All right, I don't see any more questions coming in. This is 24 minutes of pure gold. Uh, I hope you all have great days. Again, you can find me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC, on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. I hope you'll consider subscribing to the paper. I hope you'll consider subscribing to all the other people who provide content about Atlanta United. Um, And it's going to be a beautiful day. Get outside, hug your loved ones, pet your dog. Enjoy yourself. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.